the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hello and welcome to the Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together, we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Herbalist Path. I am really excited to learn from our guest today and to hear about her story. Her name is Dr. Katie Wood. She is a holistic pharmacist. Her whole entire background and life and dreams since 11th grade was to become a pharmacist. And today, with her own child, she doesn't even give her antibiotics or the other nasty over-the-counter things that a lot of parents run to, which I find to be incredibly fascinating from a pharmacist. And not only that, she's really amazing in the ways that she helps women navigate their fertility journey. So um, I think this episode is going to have a lot of gold nuggets for you to carry away. And Katie, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Mel. Thanks so much for having me and for such a beautiful introduction. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm delighted when I first found you and I was like, oh, she looks really amazing. I want to get to know her. So I'm so excited to have you on the show and to hear about your story and to share your story with everybody that's listening here. Mm-hmm. So let's let's dive into it. Let's talk about young Katie, pre-doctor Katie. Like how how did this all start? How did you know that you wanted, I would presume if in 11th grade, you wanted to be a pharmacist. Maybe there was something that said, hey, I want to help take care of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's me being presumptuous. So let me let you tell the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, growing up, I always loved like learning, especially about biology and just all of those things. And I was very outdoorsy, loved nature, being in nature. And I don't think I knew this or had the right words to describe it, but now I do. I'm a very empathetic 
and compassionate person. So I knew that I wanted to help people. I think that that's a very vague statement now looking back, but I just knew like that that's what I wanted to do. And I think at one point I was thinking like, oh, nutrition, I could be a nutritionist. And then to be quite honest, it was my brother-in-law who was like, you should be a pharmacist, right? Like you can help people. You make pretty good money. And yeah, and actually like being a pharmacist allows for a lot of different avenues and things that you can do. So I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And like, I I went with it. it. You know, I didn't necessarily want to be a doctor and surgery and emergency rooms. That wasn't my thing. But I just decided like, okay, pharmacy, that sounds good. That feels good. So I went to college and learned a lot about the body, a lot about medications, right? Pharmacology is a huge thing in terms of pharmacy, understanding how uh, drugs work in the body, drug interactions, all all of the things. And then you graduate, right? Six years later. And I feel like right after we graduated, pharmacy had a huge shift. Um, when I was an intern, it was still very like patient based where I was the pharmacy that I was working in as an intern. It was like a, had like a nice small town, like family friendly feel. And then as soon as I graduated, um, pharmacists were able to administer immunizations. And then years go by, they want us to start doing all of these, all of these other things like medication, uh, therapy management, and they just keep piling the tasks on the pharmacist and the patient interaction or the time for it in retail pharmacy, at least really started to dwindle down. So there is one point where it's like, okay, the only thing I'm doing right now is filling medications for people. I'm not actually like, I wasn't feeling like I was actually making an impact on their life, especially when people would come in with laundry lists of medications. They would have no idea why they were taking it. They were just taking it because their doctor told them to. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, you know, weren't being adherent for one reason or another. And just a lot of the things could be taken care of with lifestyle and nutrition modifications, like the amount of statins and diabetes medications that we would dispense are just like mind blowing. And then not to mention like all the pain medications, opioids, um, seeing kids getting, um, you know, the ADHD medications. And then on top of that, they would have to get medications to help them sleep. Like I would have whole families. I remember there was a family with five kids and they were all on Adderall, mm -hmm. <laughs> instant release, extended release. It, so I think being in it then eventually made me realize, you know, once I had grown and matured, cause I was like 23 when I graduated. A baby. <laughs> so I feel like you still have this very like naive view of the world and I don't know. So being in retail pharmacy, I was in it for eight years. And so I graduated in 2013 and my own like healing journey started in like 2016. And then that's when I just really started questioning things. 
And I will just stop there and see if you have any questions from that. Oh, this is such a fun story. I'm like, I, I grabbed my pad in case I had like questions, but there's so much to go into. And it's it's really so fascinating, especially to hear from your perspective within that system. Um, and honestly, I don't have questions yet, except I want to hear more about your healing journey as you were a pharmacist and like how that started happening in 2016. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. My sister had, you know how you can have like these little online parties and it's really through like an MLM company, things like that. Well, she had had a party and it was with a company who I believe actually did have um, a true passion to make products that didn't have all the yucky stuff in them. And that's where I learned like, oh my gosh, because I was guilty as charged in college. I would pride myself on the bag load of stuff I would leave Bath and Body Works with, right? Like I would get all the deals, things like that. And I would be so excited. Candles, body wash, lotion, the plugins, you name it. So going to this company, I actually learned a lot about all of these endocrine disruptors, literally got rid of everything I had, didn't even care if it wasn't opened, not touched, half used, got rid of it. Mm -hmm. And so that really opened my eyes. I feel like that was the initial thing that was like, wow, okay. So I had no idea about this. And then I feel like, I don't know if I just became more aware of it or if that's kind of when it started rolling out on social media, but a lot of like influencers and just other people, not even necessarily influencers, but people speaking about other things on Instagram, like, um, I don't even know, healthy cookware, like cleaner laundry options, just a lot of things. And I started following a lot of people that were just very conscious about all of these decisions. And my husband and I would just, you know, gradually start learning and replacing things in our house. Um, we watched a documentary called The Truth About Cancer. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. That was a huge, huge game changer and eye opener for us. And yeah, especially just looking at, you know, the whole medical industry and big pharma and all of those things. And it, I don't know, I just couldn't like have my head in the sand anymore. And and basically it just snowballed from there, right? Lots mm -hmm. of rabbit holes, just really expanding the people that I was following and learning from, and then, you know, buying books and maybe courses from people and just really educating myself at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much to talk about here. This is, this is great. I'm so happy you are here. I want to touch on one thing before we start diving deeply into a bunch more. You talked about how you were learning these things and you and your husband were like, oh, wow, you know, you're ditching the bath and body works. You're ditching the Glade plugins or whatever they were. Um, I remember that era of time. I was a brand new mom when you graduated college and, um, I live in Oregon and we're in a land of, of hippies and, and we're all very back to the earth. So I'd been living that lifestyle for quite a while and I've watched it, you know, become more and more popular as time goes on. And I think one really important factor that you mentioned, one key word is you gradually 
started implementing more of these things into your life because it can be so incredibly overwhelming. You get onto Instagram, you see all these Instagram perfect families where everything they do is totally natural. And, you know, they've never had anything that's toxic in their homes. And like, I've been using glass jars and stainless steel in my home for many, many, many years and doing all of that. But it did take time to make those shifts and to make those investments because I didn't grow up in that family. You know, I didn't know that when I was a teenager. I started in my 20s, so that was cool. But let's just talk about that. Like how the common person just entering this like Whoa, because I think there's definitely be a, been a massive flood of awareness since the pandemic, right? Mm. People even more so than since when you started or when I started, that pandemic really has triggered just people by the billions, it feels like, that are just like, oh, we've been robbed, <laughs> we've been cheated. So how can somebody who maybe they're on a budget, maybe they're completely overwhelmed with all of the options and like, what's healthy, what's not, because you can literally look on Google and, and be like, one article is like, this is the best thing ever. The very next article is like, that thing is toxic. <laughs> like, yes. It's enough to drive someone absolutely insane. So what kinds of words of wisdom would you have on that journey? Yeah, that's a great question. And this is something that I help my clients do as well, because reducing endocrine disruptors, chemicals is really important, especially in that preconception phase. So then you're, you're not having exposure to those products while you're pregnant and having it cross the placenta, whatever it may be. So a couple of tips. One would be if you have products at home, let's say you have a shampoo and conditioner, just for example, that's half full, you can finish it up, right? And then when it's gone, do your due diligence, research, and buy a better brand. And that can go for a lot of different products. Obviously, it's a little different when it comes to like pots and pans and Tupperware and things like that, because unless it breaks, you know, there's not necessarily going to be that when it runs out type tip. But my next tip would be, what are some things that are going to have the greatest impact. So think about exposure. So if there is a lotion that you put on every single day, your skin is your body's largest organ. It is going to absorb that lotion. It's going to go through the bloodstream, go in your body. So if that's something that you, I don't put on lotion every day, but if you're someone that puts on lotion every day or whatever it may be, Re start by replacing things that you're using a lot and that your body has a lot of exposure to. So another thing would be laundry detergent. And there's is like really for twofold, any laundry things, laundry detergent, dryer sheets, things like that, that's going to be going on clothes. And again, your clothes are going to be on your body. And that's going to be actually entering the air that you're breathing in your home. So it's kind of like a double whammy. So I also think that that's another really easy and not really that, you know, expensive to start replacing. There's a lot of really nice brands out there um, that's not going to break the bank. And then, yeah, so using things up, if if that works out for the the product, and then just kind of comparing something that you're putting all over your body versus mascara, 
right? Maybe mascara is not at the top of the list because that's going on your eyelashes, not all over your body. That's just kind of an example. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in terms of like Tupperware and cookware and things like that, just start slowly replacing things. You know, if you have a pan and you notice that that particular pan is scratched, replace that pan. If you have some plastic Tupperware that's like really starting to look dingy, replace that with glass. Number one, though, one thing that you can start doing before maybe you replace the plastic Tupperware is do not heat food in the plastic Tupperware and do not put hot leftovers in the plastic either. So really just kind of being mindful, taking you know, inventory of these things, so to say, and maybe just picking a few areas here and there and and deciding what feels best for you to start replacing. And and honestly, it's something we're still working on too. So where we live, we have well water. Um, there's no city water or anything like that. So we fill up water jugs. So my husband's been using, we have like big five gallon plastic jugs, and then we have like the gallon jugs. I literally just bought 16 glass gallon jugs because I'm like, I can't do it anymore. But I just did it, right? It's 2024. I've been on this journey since 2016. I know how bad plastic is, but it took me this long to finally be like, I'm done. I'm done with the plastic, you know, gallon jugs. So give yourself grace too. I think at the end of the day, like you're, you're doing the best you can. We still have some plastic Tupperware. I mean, it is my goal to just oust all of it. Really, we kind of like to keep it for if we send people home with leftovers. But yeah, giving yourself grace, I think, is is important as well. Yeah, I think that grace piece is really, really important indeed, because otherwise you're stressing over it, right? And then yeah. that stress causes even more problems, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to back up just a little bit there. You talked about the the term endocrine disruptors. And while that's something you and I definitely know about, what if somebody listening, like, why does that matter? What is an endocrine disruptor? And And yeah, why does it matter? take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast, who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. I love this time of year. It's spring, the sun is shining, and all of our beautiful plant friends are popping up. It's amazing. Unless, of course, you're one of the millions of people who suffer from seasonal allergies. You know, the itchy, watery eyes, the sneezing and wheezing that's straight miserable. Thankfully, there are some amazing herbs that can help you with all of that. Just like the herbs inside of Kick-Ass Allergy from Wish Garden Herbs, one of my absolute favorite herbal companies out there. Kick-Ass Allergy, yes, I said ask without the K at the end. Anyways, this formula has yerba santa, nettles, echinacea for that immune support, and orange peels. 
all which come together to help dry up those excessive mucosal secretions. Yep, I'm talking about the sniffles and the stuffy nose, the watery eyes and all that jazz. This blend also acts as a great expectorant and can help ease the swelling and inflammation in those mucosal tissues. It is a top go-to for seasonal allergies. And get this, they combine all those beautiful herbs with glycerin, so it actually tastes pretty darn good. Or should I say it tastes kick-ass without the K at the end. Anyways, if allergy season is miserable for you and you want a natural remedy that actually works for those itchy eyes and being all sneezy and wheezy, you have got to check out Wish Garden Herbs Kick Ask Allergy. And for those of you with the little kiddos, no sweat, they've got a kick it allergy too. And you pregnant mamas? You don't have to suffer either. They've got a kick-ass allergy formula just for you. So head over to wishgardenherbs.com or check out the link in the show notes and go grab yourself some kick-ass allergy so you can enjoy spring again. So endocrine disruptors are technically chemicals that are in certain products. So sodium lauryl sulfate. So that is something that is typically in body washes, uh, dish soaps, hand soaps. It's what causes that sudsy reaction. And that is a chemical or uh, an endocrine disruptor. So when it enters the body, it can actually mimic estrogen. So for anyone who's listening, endometriosis, estrogen dominance, these are all hormonal things that are really, really big and and affecting women in a lot of ways. And I see that because I'm in the fertility industry. So these are things that you really want to be able to limit as, as much as you can. And I will say, There are a lot of companies that I believe the term is greenwashing Mm -hmm. on the label. It can be very deceiving. It looks like, oh, this is natural. And it'll maybe say like SLS free or whatever. It'll have a green leaf. (laughs) Yeah, a green leaf. Yeah. And then you look at the ingredients and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not good. Um. Yeah, getting into ingredients, that's like a whole nother thing. But basically, you want to be able to read the ingredients. You want the list to be relatively short. And there's ingredients that you should familiarize yourself with that you want to avoid. Absolutely. Those are great tips. Thank you so much. Oh, one other thing just on those products. Um And the greenwashing, that whole scenario. Do you have recommendations on a place where people can just go check, hey, is this product clean and real or are they greenwashing me? Mm. So um, I have used the Environmental Working Group or EWD.org. I will say, though, I have heard from other parties that maybe they're getting kind of bought out by some brands. So as of recently, I'm still a little kind of cautious with 
the ratings, but I do think that the EWG is a great place to start if you're someone new to replacing products and then really just educating yourself, right, yeah. on, on the ingredients that you want to avoid on products. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I was thinking the EWG as well. And I, I was definitely hip to them quite a bit in the early teens of the 2000s. I, I haven't been on their site in a long time because of, I'm there. I, you know, I, I don't need it as much, yeah. um, but I really wouldn't be shocked about that. I used to run an herbal product line and very clean products there. It was my whole mission was just to save the planet with herbal remedies. And so, you know, I was using compostable labels and everything prior to the huge, like, everything's got to be super sustainable rush. Um, but I always wanted to get my products in EWG, but it costs so much money. And I was still this small business and uh-huh. I was in big stores and in really cool places, but it costs a lot of money just for me to get that rating. And I'm like, man, it, this is as real as real gets. Like, yeah, everything is so organic. It's unbelievable. Um, so I definitely believe that they're probably being bought out by a few companies here and there just from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that is really great. Um, thank you. Really, really great tips for everybody to listen to. I want to hear a little bit more about you, though. I know you currently work with women on their fertility journey, and I would just love to learn how you got there. Mm-hmm. And then we can roll into like how you actually help those women. Sure. Yeah. So... I was on birth control for over 13 years consecutively, the pill. Um, And my husband and I were in a place where we wanted to have a child together. And I was kind of always a little like, oh, I want a child, but I don't know. Like it was kind of scary. So stopping the birth control was kind of a little nerve wracking for me. Just having a, a child obviously is a very big commitment. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a life changer. So I remember going to my OB and just saying like, you know, even though I was a pharmacist, I figured this is her area of expertise. So I'm like, oh, you know, I've been on birth control for a while. We're thinking of starting a family. When should I discontinue the birth control before we start? And she basically said, you can stop it and start trying in the same month. So I think since I was a little like, I don't want to do this until I'm ready, I took her advice and I had stopped taking it November of 2017. And that is the exact month that we started trying, uh, which is like in hindsight, so ridiculous when I think about it, because it's like, wow, I didn't even give my my body any time to like have my cycle regulate itself. But in hindsight is 2020, right? Mm-hmm. And we, I had this just like super naive view of like, oh yeah, I'm going to be announcing at Christmas to my whole family that we're pregnant. No, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a couple of months went by, I think I had my annual in like February. So February of 2018, And I just explained to her like, oh, we just started trying, but like, it's not happening. And it was just like, you're fine. You're healthy. Just keep trying. Like that was it. There wasn't any labs taken. You know, my cycle did come back very regular, but 
outside of that, it's like, how do you know that I'm healthy? We didn't even really look at anything or have a conversation about anything. So that was frustrating. And being a pharmacist and just a woman who was like, okay, I want this. I want this yesterday. I did a lot of research, did a lot of things, took a lot of supplements, you know, you name it. I basically tried it or took it or whatever, and it just still wasn't happening. So I was really beginning to get frustrated. And in my research, I found acupuncture can be helpful for fertility. So in about May of 2018, I started seeing an acupuncturist. We use Chinese herbs, lots of different um, traditional Chinese medicine modalities. And I think that my body really, really needed that support. A, um, there was a lot of things that were, was going on because of the birth control use. Mm -hmm. And then B, looking back at it, just having a practitioner to like be there, listen yeah. to me. Like he, and I typically like, I prefer to work with females, but he was a male and he was amazing. I mean, such a blessing to have him on my journey. And I was still seeing him. I actually switched OB offices. And then in the new office, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see the midwives. They're going to be more naturally minded. That was my hope. Not to say that midwives aren't, but this particular midwife that I saw, I'm trying to think, it, we were maybe like nine months into our journey at this point. And she gave me the same advice, like, you're healthy, just keep trying. But oh, if you want to, you can schedule your appointment with a fertility specialist at that 12 month mark. So you can just have that in the books. That's basically what she told me. <laughs> so, um, thankfully, I, you know, I was still working with the acupuncturist and we conceived in very early September was when I got my first positive pregnancy test. And then I'll, I'll try to make the rest of it kind of short. Um, so, you know, nutrition. Nutrition is so important when you're pregnant. And the the nutrition advice I got from the midwives at this OB office is mind-blowing. They didn't touch on anything that would be beneficial for me and the baby. It was basically like, these are the foods you can avoid. If you want to eat deli meat, put it in the microwave. I'm like, okay. What? Cool. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Thank goodness I like have an educational background and I can do my own research, but not everybody wow. has, has that. Mm -hmm. So I did, you know, luckily Lily Nichols, I don't know if you know this book, Real Food for Pregnancy, literally mm. my favorite book. I think you would love it. Um, luckily that book had just come out and that was like a lifesaver for my pregnancy. Um, Midway between our pregnancy, after doing a lot of research and taking a birthing class, um, we decided to do a home birth. And I learned, you know, the choice, like leading up to that decision, we had learned a lot about all of the um, interventions that can happen at a hospital. So all in all, all of this to say, I learned a lot about the gaps in healthcare that mm. are horrifically present. For it's ridiculous women in general, but like women who are struggling to conceive, which now it is one in six couples will struggle with infertility. And that's why I'm like, 
this, I need to step in, right? Like I have taught myself so much in this time period to really, you know, boost and optimize my fertility, my health, but also in pregnancy and postpartum and, and just, I call it education and empowering. That is what my journey was. And that's where I would like to be a stand for women who are open to that and who desire that level um, of support on their journey. Yeah, what a great story. And thank you for for stepping up based upon your experiences, because you're right, it is, it's a, it's a really disturbing system, you know, and when you brought up the fact that you're very well educated, so you're smart enough to go out and do your own research, like I'm the type of person that loves to do my own research as well. But there are so many people that don't, there are those people that are like, well, the doctor said to, so I'm going to do it. But yet they're coming back to you. You probably saw in your eight years of pharmacy that like there they are again with new pills to fix those other pills. And yeah, yeah it's such a such a disturbing industry. Yeah. Right. It's such a disturbing industry. Um, I love I love the work that you do. And I'm really excited that you are going to teach soon in Apothecary Mama. But I want to talk a little bit about you now as a mama. And I believe you have one daughter. Is that right? Yes, she will be five in May, which blows my mind, (laughs) but it happens so fast. Yeah, doesn't it? Mine is 10, almost 11 in July. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Why? Don't do that. You're still my baby. No, I'm not, mom. I'm not a baby. You're always going to be my baby. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it definitely happens fast. And I think um, something that the listeners here are definitely going to be interested in is the fact that you're a pharmacist, but you don't give your daughter pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So honestly, I think everything has been leading up to this point, right? From 2016 until now, I have just been really learning and unveiling so many things that the government, big pharma, whoever, like they don't want you to know. They want you to have your head in the sand. They don't want you to be educated. And I I think also on my journey to becoming a mom, I learned how powerful our bodies are. Like our bodies can heal themselves. We have so many things that are built in that we take for granted and we look for other things outside of ourselves to give us certain results. But really, if we just nourished our mind, body and soul, we wouldn't have those issues. So I think luckily with everything that we've learned and I think having the home birth also just kind of set her body and her immune system up for success because there are benefits of of having them in your own home like your own microbiota in the home versus in such a very sterile environment of the hospital um you know there are a lot of intentional things that we did like we didn't give her a bath right away she saw a chiropractor she had been seeing a chiropractor once a month since at least three weeks of birth Um, just so many things. Uh, We didn't do, you know, some of the jabs, all those things too, just really supporting her overall health. And then another thing is 
sugar. Mm. I think sugar is the devil. <laughs> it, 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 it's so bad. And I'm really the only one in my family who lives in this way. So I'm, you know, my sisters have kids and it's interesting being at family things when, you know, a lot of sugar is being consumed and my daughter sees that and she kind of wants it, but it, it's a very delicate step. But in my home, there are, we don't do juice. We don't do anything like with really added sugars in there. Like basically we limit and watch things with sugar in them because I think that sugar is is a huge cause of a lot of the issues that kids are having these days whether it's ear infections or eczema or whatever it may be and I think just being intentional with the food that she eats and that we provide here has luckily helped her she Mm -hmm. knock on wood has never had to go to the doctor for any Mm -hmm. ailment um, I know she has a couple of of little friends now and they have like tubes in their ears and they've had recurrent ear infections. And I do think, you know, those kiddos go to daycare and there's nothing wrong with daycare. I went to daycare, but she doesn't. She's at home. I mean, she does things with other kids, but I do think that that's another thing. She's not being exposed to it as much. But when she does get sick, we have remedies at home to support her body. Mm-hmm. So like she what can, kind of remedies? We have a lot of Chinese medicine remedies, and we do have some herbal remedies as well, and some homeopathic homeopathic remedies too. Mm-hmm. There's so many to choose from. There's it's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the whole nourishment and and sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar is so bad. And what gets me is my daughter didn't have any sugar, any processed foods until we sent her to preschool. And I remember, like, I didn't want to send her to preschool, preschool, but our life circumstances mm-hmm. made it so it had to be. And I remember her coming home on Halloween with Kit Kats and Twix and like all these things. And I'm like, wait a second. I just sent my child to you to take better care of her. And this is what she comes home with. And we've kind of gone back and forth in homeschooling and and not homeschooling, depending on what is going on in our family dynamics. And she's currently in public school. Um, And hearing about the food and hearing about the rewards they give kids, just candy, sugar and candy. Their breakfasts that they serve are cinnamon rolls. And I'm like, and you wonder why these kids can't focus. You wonder why they're having such a problem. This is the problem. It's Mm -hmm. like our food and our medical system are absolutely repulsive and they are set up to make everybody sick. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. It makes me so mad. It's a hugely vicious cycle. And, and, And it goes into the educational system too. Like it's all a big piece of it. And it... It's freaking disgusting. Yeah. Eat them the sugar. So when they're older, they have issues, right? They, um, I can't think of the drug name. Is it Ozempic? They approved it for like 13 and up. I I could be saying that wrong, so don't quote me. But there was some um, basically like diabetic blood sugar injection that was approved for like 13 and up 
like a weight loss, a weight loss um, medication. And it's like, of course. And then it's one of those things where if you ever go off of it and you don't change the way you live, like your body's just going to go right back to where it was from the beginning. So yeah. they just, they have you by the, you know what they have yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. And they, they so do. And that, that's exactly it. That's, that's going to lead me into the holistically healthy family summit. Like Mm-hmm. you're a holistic pharmacist. You work in the world of fertility. I'm a clinical herbalist. I help people with herbs, but I don't get to the herbs until we start thinking about what the lifestyle factors are that are happening. Like, how's your diet? Are you having tons of that sugar? Are you having that processed food? And then, you know, thinking about mental health and thinking about how much they're moving their body and what's going on in life, what's going on at home. What are your capabilities to implement some of these things? Because it can be a big list of things you have to change, but it's not practical to change all of those things on that list. Like we talked about earlier, it's a gradual process. So um, you are speaking at the Holistically Healthy Family Summit coming up February 27th through March First, you're one of the ones I got to interview. So I'm so excited to share that with everybody. Um, And you're going to be a teacher in Apothecary Mama. I'm really excited for that. I think the mamas are going to love hearing about fertility and things that they can do to shift in their lives to not only have a healthy pregnancy, but to influence the health of their child once that pregnancy is done, right? Mm -hmm. That is so, so, so good. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about all of that. I know that the people that get the Natural Family Toolkit at the Holistically Healthy Family Summit are going to get your Holistic Pharmacist Essential Guide, I believe it is called. It's a big, great ebook filled with all the things that you do use with your own daughter and your own home, which is absolute gold. And I want to hear, or maybe you can let everybody know, other than those two things, where else can people find you and learn more from you? You have so much wisdom to share. Thanks. So I'm definitely active on Instagram. So it's at the underscore wellness underscore pharmacist. And then also my website. So happy motherhood.com. I'm sure those will all be in the show links. But yeah, you're able to either schedule a free call or all my other socials are kind of on the website as well. I have some free resources lots of cool things. I actually just updated my website a little bit. So go check that out. And I would love to connect with anybody. I love sharing just things that I've learned along the way, whether it's for pregnancy, postpartum, kids, whatever, and just, you know, help anyone out or collapse time on on their healing journey. I love that, Katie. Thank you so much. I love hearing your story. I can't wait to share it with everybody. And I really appreciate you taking the time to to drop your wisdom and your knowledge on the Herbalist Path. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together 
We can make herbalism, hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly Truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. I wanted to take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids, because they're Mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some Mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 